Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. And today we have to do it. We got to get in here and talk about what's going on with WWE. There's just too much going on that we can't. So we got an emergency podcast. This is going to be all about Vince McMahon's return to the board of directors of WWE. Man, there's so much to talk about. It's just, there's just so much juicy information in here that we really can't not cover it. If you're unaware, Vince McMahon, there was allegations that were posed against him earlier last year in 2022 about sexual misconduct and that he had been using company funds to as hush money for these alleged sexual misconducts, the, these affairs. Essentially, they're affairs. Let's just be frank with it. Like They were affairs that he was having with other women, and then he would pay them off with company funds. And this is what's all alleged, even though I just jumped in there. So just want to be clear and honest that, you know, these are all allegations. These are, have not been a hundred percent proven. They're all still under investigation. So don't want to come out and say, you know, Vince McMahon did this, that, all the other things. So just want to get out front and say that these are all allegations. This is an investigation that is still ongoing. I just kind of wanted to share uh, some things that even I have heard throughout the years. This might not, this may not even really mean anything, but you know, as somebody who is in the podcast space, I, I am a consumer of a lot of podcasts. I have consumed way too many hours of, of content throughout the wrestling podcast world over the last five or so years. And one of the things that I've taken away from loads and loads of content listening is that Pretty much Vince and Linda have not been together for what seems to be a 10 to 15 year period. And I'm not going to get into like specifics of all that because, you know, that's their own personal deal. But it kind of seems like they haven't been together for a long time. And it seems like it might have been a shock to a lot of people that, you know, Vince would do this. But from all accounts that I've I've noticed from, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts from a lot of trusted people you know that are even in the company now, you know, they're they're not together and they've kind of been separated in what seems like to be a business marriage. And that is a huge, uh, you know, like slap in the face that I'm giving out right now. But, you know, it's just I'm just saying what I have, you know, viewed over the past couple of years as a, you know, podcast like listener this doesn't kind of seem like a shock, but you know what he's done isn't illegal. How it's morally bankrupt, yes, but technically, what he's doing, you know, there, he's a very wealthy, high-profile male who was having these relationships, if you want to call them that, and to protect not only himself but the other person that was involved they signed NDAs and they were given money to not talk about them uh that's not an illegal thing to do it's absolutely morally bankrupt to do but you know now using company funds yes that's illegal and that's what pretty much is under investigation and all that so we're going to let that stuff kind of play out as we go but really what we need to talk about is kind of the stuff that happened 
back December 20th. This is kind of where this all picks up again. We've kind of been hearing for a few months that, you know, Vince was going to try to get back in with WWE. I've heard this from a lot of the dirt sheets and, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk good about the dirt sheets, but you know, when usually when there's smoke, there's fire with these things. So, you know, we kind of been hearing about it. Wasn't really sure it was going to happen. I mean, really, how could it happen after these allegations had come out? Uh, the story really starts December 20th, where Vince drafted a letter to the board of directors. And that letter states, throughout my entire tenure with the company, I have always been committed to doing what I believe to be in the best interest of WWE and our employees, shareholders, fans and other stakeholders. It is also why I voluntarily retired from the company during dependency of the special committee's investigation and fully cooperated with the committee and its independent counsel's process. My retirement was intended to give the special committee, its independent counsel, and the rest of the board the time and space it needed to understand and respond to the allegations. Now that the completion of the special committee's investigation has publicly been disclosed, I believe that WWE has a unique opportunity during the critical juncture to maximize value for its shareholders and other stakeholders, specifically given the rapid evolving media landscape in which more and more companies are seeking to own the intellectual property offered on their streaming platforms. I believe that this is the best thing to do for all of WWE's shareholders and other stakeholders is to undertake a comprehensive review of strategic alternatives. I am confident that our other shareholders will support this decision. And then he goes on to say, for these reasons, it is critical for me to rejoin the board, the board as executive chairman to work alongside our management team in leading the exploration of strategic alternatives and media rights negotiations. It is necessary to fulfill my commitment to doing what is best for WWE. Successfully navigating this process will require close coordination among WWE leadership and the board, as well as a clearly defined and well-executed strategy to secure the greatest value for WWE stockholders. As WWE founder and largest shareholder, no one has greater interest in long-term success of WWE or is more aligned with all of WWE shareholders than me. <laughs> that is just such a shade thrown in some legal jargon. That is wow. That's a big line. Vince goes on to say, I want to be very clear that I wholeheartedly believe that WWE is an exceptional management team in place. Stephanie, Nick and Paul and the rest of the management team have my full and unconditional support as executive chairman. I would support them to facilitate unified, efficient, and effective decision-making during this important period in the company's history, which I think that is really important to point out that he specifically stated Stephanie, Nick, and Paul because he really quickly after Vince was removed, they were... So Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are co-CEOs together, and Nick Khan was really brought in to get that Peacock deal and the Fox deal done. So... Nikon is in WWE in the in the corporate world of WWE is a very large player in all of this. Vince goes on to say, an announcement that I am rejoining the board as executive chairman provides a natural opportunity for WWE to announce its intention to engage in a strategic review process. In light of timing of the media rights cycle, it is important to finalize my return to WWE as soon as possible. Accordingly, I would request to hear back from you by 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, January 3rd. I intend to keep my letter 
and ancillary communications out of the public domain to trust the board will do the same. While I, course, reserve all my rights, my strong preference is to conduct any dialogue regarding this letter privately and collaboratively. I, along with corporate counsel and blah, 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 uh, available to discuss any questions you have. So pretty much Vince didn't want this getting out. I mean, it's all public information now. It's how we have all of this. But there's some really important takeaways there. My immediate takeaway is, is this illogical? Is it crazy? Or, or like, is what Vince, is what he's saying true? And, you know, as somebody who's watched this company, you know, I'm only 30 years old. So, you know, I'm only, I'm, I'm very, I haven't been along for the entire ride. And I was very young whenever all of this was kind of put into place after, you know, buying WCW and all that. So Vince, for his entire life, has bet on himself. How can anybody say what he stated in this letter to be wrong? Who else better than Vince to, you know, lead the charge and get a better media rights deal or even a sale? Who better than Vince? And I think that's a really important part to take away from all this is that, you know, Vince has time and time again has come through for himself in this company. So, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, crazy to say that, you know, why not Vince? I, I absolutely believe, you know, with with Vince, like he just adds something different to the company. It's It's been his company. It's his baby. It's his vision. It's all of it. Who else better to decide the fate of WWE better than Vince? How insane, <laughs> how insane is it to think about how Vince McMahon has built this publicly traded company? Because it was, I mean, they went public years ago. How crazy is it that he's maneuvered himself over all these years to that it doesn't matter what happens to him. He's still in power. He still holds the ace in the hole. He is he still holds the final card in the deck and it doesn't matter what happens to him. He's still he's still the man. You know, I I wouldn't probably have had this perspective if I wouldn't have, you know, kind of I've done I did a little bit of obviously did a little, little bit of research before I started this podcast. So listen to what Eric Bischoff said. And, you know, we all all have varying opinions on what Bischoff says, but I thought to make this a really big point, Eric goes on to say, like, in his, you know, quit his own emergency podcast that, you know, Vince pretty much has watched what happened to Ted and he didn't want the same thing to happen to him because if you read Guy Evans's book and stuff like that, like, Ted had no idea that he was getting shuffled out of he was literally shuffled out of his own business until it was way too late until it was too late for him to even do anything. So, you know, Vince taking notes and Vince learning and applying it to his own company is even more absurd. Like how this man, you as many times as you try to count him out, he is always right there to prove you wrong and I guess that goes back to what I said earlier like you know how how can you how can you doubt the man he's won every single time he's still winning he hasn't lost yet but it's just it's just crazy to think about how quickly things have changed within that company since he's been gone I mean they've you know signed so much more talent back it looked like they were purging talent uh, leading up to his retirement and now they brought a lot of those people back you know obviously you know Triple H is in he- is creative control 
and you know we have new CEOs with Steph and Nick, but they rebranded NXT. They they pretty much, whatever Vince had done that previous year, they wiped it all clean and brought them all back, and they all repackaged them, and they so pretty much everything that Vince had done over the last year was wiped clean. And I just it's quickly it's it's crazy to think how quickly they did that and how quickly like if Vince could. Because if Vince wants to get back into the game with the board, how quickly can he get back in the game and creative? But we're going to get to that in a little bit. So we're going to move on to the response because in the letter, like I had said, that he wanted to hear back from the board by January 3rd. So they ended up giving a response on December a week later on December 27th. We fully agree with your assessment that the company's management team is exceptional and are pleased to hear that Stephanie, Nick, and Paul and the rest of the management team have your full and unconditional support. We believe that our investors, employees, and fans agree there is a tremendous excitement at the company and among our fan base and our stock price has grown more than 40% in just the last year. We remain optimistic about the continued success of this management team and the WWE franchise overall and we believe your support is critical to success. <clears throat> so that that's all fine and dandy, but here we go with the large chunk of what is <laughs> the juiciest information. Uh, although we welcome your participation in the launch of strate strategic alternatives review process, it is also our unanimous view that your return to the company at this time while government investigations into your conduct by the U.S. Attorney's Office and the SEC are still pending would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective. This determination is based on a variety of factors, including non-public information the board has become aware of and the risks to the company and its shareholders of placing greater spotlight on these issues. What else did the board find? Is that a threat? Is that a bluff? I don't know. That, so there, there's a lot of things that need to be pulled out of there. So while they do provide, they, they want to work with Vince, obviously. They want Vince to be a part of these negotiations and all that. However, they unanimously voted to not bring him back on December 27th. And that includes... Steph, Nick, and all of those people that are on that board, they all unanimously voted that they don't want Vince back. <laughs> how how did they unanimously vote? And then now all of a sudden, like a, like a week later, Vince is back in power. I'm not quite sure. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. But I'm, I'm really curious to know, like, is that a threat that the board put on Vince that they found more information on things or is that a threat or is that or are they just throwing that out there to as a bluff to see if Vince would blink? Because ultimately, I don't know if they would ultimately do that because Vince has shown time and time again, he's not going to blink at anything you throw at him. You better if you're going to come at him, you better have good hard facts and you better prove it. So I don't know that they would put something you know, there's so like he is under investigation by by the U.S. Attorney's Office and the SEC. Like these are federal investigations. So if these were all disclosed information, this was not made public until yesterday. So the legal jargon that is thrown in here, like you're not just going to throw fake stuff at the wall because you can get literally sued for anything. 
I don't think that they would have done that unless they truly had some real findings on more. I, what more is, I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. I just really thought that, you know, their response was a bit spicy and uh you know it was really coming to Vince like you know we're don't come back please like we will work with you since you are a majority shareholder we will work with you to get this done but please like we're begging you don't come back it's just so interesting so here we go Vince has a response on December 31st New Year's Eve is just only Four days later, I appreciate your timely response to my December 20th letter. However, it is surprising that you did not address what I sought to make clear in my letter, namely that we have a unique but narrow window of opportunity to maximize shareholder value by combining the upcoming media rights negotiations with a strategic review process. The board acknowledges the right course of action for our shareholders and that the only way to fully capture that opportunity is by having me, the company's founder and controlling shareholder, return as executive chairman at this critical time so that I can work alongside the management team to unify the decision-making related to these two interconnected initiatives. And there's a lot of other jargon in here. There is no rationale for your position that my return to the company that would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective. To the contrary, my return in the context of the media rights negotiations and a potential value maximizing strategic transaction is necessary precisely from a shareholder value perspective because it will allow WWE to engage in these processes knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. Further, the special committee of the board has concluded its investigation and presumably all of its material findings have been publicly disclosed by the company and nothing has been communicated to me and any matter that would prevent me from returning to the board. So while I am pleased to see that we all agree as the board's fiduciary obligations to act in the best interest of WWE and all of its shareholders, it remains unclear to me how the board can discharge these obligations if it does not permit me to be actively involved in helping to lead these two interconnected initiatives from within the boardroom so that I can make fully informed decisions about whether any potential transaction creates the most value for our shareholders. I also feel that it is necessary to clearly state my position that in light of the fundamental nature of WWE's media rights to the core value proposition and purpose of WWE, it would be improper for the company or board to take material steps towards any media rights deal without the WWE shareholder support. And basically he's saying that I'm the controlling shareholder and you don't even want to have me as the head of the board. How can this happen? So <laughs> Vince with the ultimate ego statement and <laughs> it's, is it, is it like, is this actually, I guess, this is all legal stuff that is in here. But, you know, <laughs> does our perception of Vince from his on-screen character, does that take away from his positioning in this deal? Because what we perceive as Vince in the public eye as this ultimate ego, like nobody is better than me, F you mentality, like 
it's almost seems like it's playing out here in the courts, like in this, all this legal documents, like it's, wow, it's a lot to take in. But Vince essentially is just drawing a line in the sand that I, you're not going to get a deal without me. You won't have your support without me. And I need to be leading the charge because I am majority shareholder. The the legal gymnastics that have taken place throughout the the three letters that I've read here are are so interesting because you have to think about how like every little detail, every word is <laughs> with because of the investigations and all that. Like these are going through with a fine tooth comb to like every single word is analyzed. I only read little excerpts of each little part of the letter. If you want to go find those letters, you can get them from Raj uh, Giri. He works for wrestling and he posted all of these. You can get them anywhere. Like they're very easy to find. I just, they're so interesting. All of this is just so interesting. You know, th that happened on December 31st. So, and, and we didn't know all of this was happening. So if you, uh, so what we've been living with essentially is that there was reports on, you know, back December 20th that Vince trying to maneuver to get back in. We didn't know all this was happening behind the scenes. When you initially hear all of this happening, you're like, mm, there's no way Vince can really get back in. And at what point are you just, Vince, give it a rest. Like, we don't really need Vince back, do we? Like, I don't, from a fan perspective, if we're looking, if I'm looking at the on-screen product, I don't want Vince to be back in a part of it because... The steps that they have taken in in the months that he's been gone, it's elevated this product so much. And I don't want to see Vince back in a creative role. He should absolutely be back in a business role. I'm totally okay with him back in a business role, like back as executive chairman. I, I, I would fully support that as like just me strictly as a fan talking. To have him back in the creative role, I don't think that that serves the fans right we're going in a different direction this is a new wwe that we're watching and this is the wwe that we've ultimately wanted for several years that we haven't gotten <laughs> the it, it is just spicing up as as all of that time had passed from what we had heard because all of those initial reports of january whenever vince had sent his initial letter to the board on december 20th we did actually get dirt sheet reports that you know vince was making moves to get back into wwe so we hadn't heard anything until uh, all those days had passed uh, from December 20th to January 5th. We heard Vin there was a Wall Street Journal article that was that came out right at the end of the day, naturally. It came out right around the end of the day that Vince's plan was in motion. And then shortly after Vince's plan was put into motion, uh, Vince came out with his own statement. WWE, you know, is entering a critical juncture in its history and with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with the increase in industry-wide demand for quality content and live events with more companies as to seeking its own intellectual property on their platforms. The only way for WWE to fully capitalize the opportunities for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights. So, you know, he's one thing you got to say about Vince throughout this whole entire thing is that he stood very firm on the fact that he only wants to come back to lead the negotiations for the media rights deal and or the quote-unquote potential sale of WWE. That is one thing that Vince has done very well throughout this whole thing. He stood on the grounds that I'm only coming back to do this media rights deal. 
And then shortly, like literally yesterday morning, so that was January 5th, wake up Friday morning, 9 a.m., Vince McMahon is officially back on the WWE board alongside with George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Joe Ellen, Lyons Dillon, Jeffrey Speed, and Alan Wexler are being removed from the board without cause. Okay, so if anyone knows anything about WWE that you've been covering for the last few years, uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson were the co-presidents of WWE in the board of directors. They were fired. They weren't just removed. They were fired from the company. And I'm smelling something fishy here. It's, I mean, obviously George Barrios and, and Michelle Wilson are the closest Vince confidants. So Vince got reinstated as the head of the board of directors. And for him to bring in those other two members, George and Michelle, technically he had to remove three people from the board. So, you know, Joe Ellen, Lyons, Dylan, Jeffrey R. Speed, and Alan M. Wexler, they were all let go, uh, relieved of their duties without cause. So I think that's another important thing that's probably going to shake out not so good here eventually. (laughs) Not only did Vince do that, but he instituted new bylaws to WWE so now any immediate rights deals or potential sales have to go through his final approval as majority shareholder so not only Vince has formed a massive coup on a Friday morning he went in there and he went full Ari Gold with the Nerf gun just went right through the office good lord I mean he went scorched earth in this deal so Another thing to kind of point out here is that George and Michelle were fired uh, when they were trying to get the new SmackDown uh, deal done and the Peacock deal done. And they were fired right before the hiring of Nick Khan. And now Nick Khan is the co-CEO with Stephanie. And now George and Michelle are back, but they were kind of fired to bring in Nick because they weren't going to get the deals done, but Nick got the deals done. We're going to see where this one goes, but you know, if you're reading, if you're reading the tea leaves here, if you're reading the lines, something big is going to happen within WWE corporate. You know, since now Vince is back, you know, there's a lot of questions. Can Vince really work his way into creative control again? Because basically what happened is Vince Vince did exactly what he said in all of his letters to the board. He instituted himself back as the executive chairman, and but he added George and Michelle. That was not part of that was not a part of his letters, but he left Stefan, Nick, and Paul in their own respective positions. So nothing has changed in the quote unquote day-to-day operations, but in the corporate board ladder, it's completely shaken up. What does this mean for Vince? Can he get back into the other, can he get back into the other positions? Pretty much because of the other ongoing investigations for him to get any further probably won't allow that probably won't allow him to happen so this is probably as far as he can go he's played his card albeit a big card that no one really thought that he could pull off he's pulled the card what does this really mean pretty much what I think it is is that Vince Vince we all know that Vince is he's super prideful in himself and he's built this company from nothing 
And Vince, I think it's just Vince wanting to write his own story. Vince gets to write the final chapter of WWE or his final chapter of WWE because he couldn't before. And we all know that Vince is an exceptional legal maneuverer. If that's even a word, we all know that, you know, we, uh, every time that you've counted Vince out, he's always found a way to win. And this is pretty much Vince's comeback story. It's his way of writing his final chapter. It's his way to, you know, and I can see where Vince would want to be the only person to, if they are selling, we'll get to the selling point here in a little bit. If you are Vince and you're doing this political maneuvering to get back into your position, I, I understand that from that perspective. If they are going to sell, pretty much the only suitor right now is NBC, Comcast, Universal, like that. Those are the only, that's the company that can really take control. They believe that they can get the stock from where it is now. I think it's like 84. They think that it can go to 115 or something like that. So pretty big stock. I don't know. They they really value. I mean, they already have a rights deal with with USA Network. They I mean, with Peacock as well. That's a that's a Comcast property. So there's going to be that's going to be sold for mega money. I understand Vince wanting to get back in to do that, but it's just who <laughs> it's. Him selling strictly can paint the better picture for Vince in the end because all of this, uh, this last year for Vince has been very, very bad in the public eye. And this is a way to paint Vin Vince's final picture as something of the hero. And we all know that's what WWE does best. Like, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. WWE is really good at bending the story and telling the story that they want you to know. That's why history is written by the winners. I'm sure that this story will be a great story to tell later on. This is all we know for right now. Um, I hope, Hopefully I was able to maneuver and help you understand better if you didn't understand or if you just wanted to listen for more content that I was able to provide you with some something that you might not have heard from somebody else. Just figured I'd get on here and do a quick little pod. It's only, you know, about 30 minutes. So, But hopefully you checked out our previous episode. I'm really sorry for the audio that happened uh, with shut your mouth I totally forgot that I was recording different setup and I apologize for the quality of that podcast but hopefully you check that out uh, we're going to be back next week not sure what we're going to do next week we might do another fallout of Vince McMahon but just kind of wanted to get on here really quick and give you a Vince McMahon reaction so hopefully you all have a good weekend and you check all of our stuff out on Twitter at the underscore Podsky, Instagram, the underscore Podsky, and on Facebook at the Podsky with John Baker. You're checking us out on all of your podcasting platforms. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Hopefully you have a good weekend, and thank you for listening to the Podsky.